everyone, welcome to another edition of Sports with Friends. This is episode number 419. Feels like we hit 400 just a few weeks ago. It's been 19 weeks ago. Wow. This week here on the podcast, we are talking to a man named Brian Ruby. Brian is a professional baseball player. Now, he's not a major league baseball player, although he does uh, sing the national anthem sometimes at major league parks. He mostly plays in independent ball. My career started in the minor leagues. I worked in the New York Penn League for one year, and I learned a lot about it. In September of 2021, he became the only active professional baseball player to come out as gay. The story was featured in 100 media outlets, and it was in the news cycle, so I knew about it. He's also a country music artist, and just a couple of weeks ago, he released a cover version of a classic baseball theme, John Fogarty's Center Field. Now, I know that Spotify is going to yell at me, but I'm going to play as little of this song as I can uh, to get it cleared through all the algorithm sensors. This is Brian Ruby's Center Field, which you can find on Spotify. If you are a country fan, that's fantastic. And I like the original song, so of course I like the cover. And yes, it makes me think of baseball. I can remember walking into a ballpark and hearing that song, and you just you feel like you're about to have one of your favorite afternoons or evenings. That's how I fell in love with the sport. Brian has a charity called Proud to Be in Baseball, which supports and encourages LGBTQ plus youth in the sports. And we have a very open conversation. Let me explain how. There was nothing off the table. I asked him about his experience coming out to his teammates. I asked him how many gay people are in sports. My theory has often been there are at least one or two gay people on almost every major league team. You just don't know it right now. And by the way, it shouldn't matter. I'd heard rumors about players, and I would never out somebody we also talk about transgender we talk about the recent controversies in hockey with the pride nights there is nothing that is off the table with brian ruby brian congratulations on the song uh we can start there we'll get into baseball after but uh the song every time i hear the song i think of baseball it puts me in a place do you reference your playing career when you sang the song or do you reference growing up as a fan and does that song make you feel like a fan again? It does. It makes me just feel like the kid going to the ballpark with his dad, you know, which is how I grew up going to games. And you think about center field, it's a song that you hear every single day at the baseball field. I've heard yeah. it every day. No matter what my- park, minor league, major league, they play it everywhere. It's like the baseball song. And it's, and you know, it's, I've learned a lot about John Fogarty. Um, I'm a CCR fan and, and I love his solo stuff as well and read his book and and um, 
really related to some parts of his story and and you know in doing this song and in recording my own version of Centerfield and very much want to honor him because of like he's made the song for people like me <laughs> and I, I have so much respect for it I at the same time I also wanted to personalize it and do my own version so I don't know if you're playing it on the episode or not but for the listeners if you hear my version it's it's faster more upbeat uh, we got more guitars. We added like three or four extra guitars. <laughs> There's guitars coming up out of all all areas. Uh, we got a key change at the end, you know, big finish to the song. It's it really feels like like uh, you listen to all my other songs on Spotify and stuff. It feels like like I made it. I made took the song and I made it Brian Ruby, you know, and and I'm proud of that and and. I know that there haven't been a whole lot of cover versions of Centerfield. There's, you think of other songs, you think of like Free Fallen, Tom Petty, and you think of the John Mayer version. That's a great cover version. You think of Fast Car, yeah. uh, Tracy Chapman, Fast Car, Luke Combs's version. You know, that's mm -hmm. that's one that's pretty popular right now. And and Centerfield came out in the 80s. It was like 85, I think. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there really hasn't been the song has stayed pretty much the same since since the 80s and and uh you know i wanted to evolve it a little bit and honor where it came from and bring it to a new place and see what happens and see if it gets played at the ballpark you know when i'm going around i sing a lot of national anthems different ballparks major league stadiums minor league stadiums do god bless america sing take me out to the ball game and um, i'm kind of hoping that some people play this version of center field when next time I show up. So, so it's, uh, and it's just fun. You know, the, the whole message of the song, put me in coach, I'm ready to play that kind of attitude, positive attitude. And this is my last year really playing ball. I'm always going to be involved in baseball in different capacities, but you know, I just wanted to enjoy it. I'm enjoying every single moment this year, every time I step on the ball field. And I'm transitioning over to music, and that's that's okay. That's what I've wanted to do for a long time. But even but if you if, even if you had a 15 year career, there was going to be a rest of your life that wasn't going to be you you, you weren't going to play forever, you know. Yeah, yeah. Every every athlete, not Julio know. Franco, right? <laughs> Unless you're Julio Franco, who's going to be playing until he's 104. <laughs> yeah, every athlete has a. As a shelf life, I mean, I'm 27. I, I feel like I could play for a few more years and luckily no injuries and I've played well, but but um, I'm a journeyman, sort of independent league, minor league type guy. And, and you know, I've done that for a while and and it's it's been amazing and challenging and it's taught me so much about life and, you know, going on the bus going to different places that I would never have known about or traveled to before playing ball in different, all these different places has has, um, has taught me so much. And, and uh, you know, I'm ready to play. Like Fogarty says, I, I was ready to play every day before playing ball. I'm ready to play music. So now, and, and, you know, so it's a nice message. Uh, there are so many ways I can take that. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> oh boy. Um, okay. 
before we get into your career and and everything with your career, mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted to start it this way. Okay. You are not the only gay baseball player. Right. I am guessing, and I'm guessing, I covered baseball for 27 years. Most of it in the majors. I spent one year in the New York Penn League. It's when I learned I didn't want to do play-by-play because I... Okay. I always guessed there were anywhere between two and five gay baseball players on every team. I always thought that a baseball clubhouse was like a high school cafeteria. You had your punks, you had your social introverts, you had your party guys, you had your guys who would rather do the crossword puzzle in the New York times than go hang out with his friends after. I, I mean, I, when I was in my 20s, I traveled, you know, I went out with guys on the Rockies and guys on the Mariners. I, I just, I'd be shocked if there weren't more gay baseball players. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that there's, well, not just baseball, right? Like um, there are LGBTQ athletes on every level of every sports team in every sport, in every location around the world, always have been, always will be like, you know, that that's just the reality. It's, it's like the, it's like the high school cafeteria, like you said, like yeah. all, all these different kinds of people. But I think that, that um, in speaking with a lot of other players like me, you know, now we have this charity called proud to be in baseball, which supports the next generation. I founded it, but I wanted to build something that supports younger players like me so that they know that they're not alone. You know, the thing I wish I could have had as a kid that I didn't have. So now we're building it. Um, and I talked to a lot of, a lot of these guys and, and it's a similar, everybody kind of has a similar, um, I guess everybody's sort of asking a, a similar question. Like, is it possible to play ball and tend to just live your life openly? And, and I think if there's anything that I've, have proved in baseball is that you can and i've gotten to keep playing ball you know i came out in 2021 finished out the season had my best season in 2021 played better than i ever had before in my life playing independent league ball out on the west coast and i think a lot of that was because i i was got to live my life and i was Was this big weight lifted yeah it was it was a big weight and and then the next year, the team wanted me to come back, and I did. And this year, I, I'm playing a little bit, uh, playing different international tournaments uh, in baseball, which has got it was, it's kind of amazing. Like, it's let me see the world and something that I never would have imagined I'd be doing as a kid, you know? And, and, um, but all of this I get to do now being out and not having that weight on my shoulders. And, I think you're right. There, there are, there are a whole, whole bunch of other players like me, and and hopefully that part of what we're doing now can like create an environment where those players don't have to worry about it anymore. They can be out, and they can. It's not, um, you know, it doesn't feel like such a huge weight for the the next group. And I think like when I came out in 2021, I was the only active pro player out i think at the time right and now there's been five or six more in different levels some college guys have come out some guys at different levels of pro baseball and i 
I mean, I want there to be as many as we can possibly get. Like, well, because they're out there. You, yeah, they're 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 out there. The, the the only thing about it is is that the number of out gay baseball players is just a question of how many are admitting to it. They exist. They're yeah. there now. You turn yeah. on a baseball game. You listen to this podcast. Turn on a baseball game today. You saw a gay baseball player. Yeah, you just don't know it. And you know, you say admit to it, like um, you know, you admit. Maybe that's a poor choice of words, but but it, but it, it applies. I, you, I I like, I want to own it, you know. Okay. That's like I wish I was wearing. I'm just wearing a plain T-shirt right now, but I wish I was wearing our charity T-shirt because our charity is called Proud to Be in Baseball. We're literally proud to be baseball players, proud to be part of the LGBTQ community. Own it, you know. There's no reason to be ashamed of you of who you are anymore. It's 2023. Anybody can do anything, and own it. And, um, you know, that's that's kind of what I it's it's an empowering message that I want to share with with younger athletes like me. And, and, you know, no shame. You do you live your life, you know, own it. Be proud. When when you came out to your teammates, (laughs) I can't say it with a straight face. Was it like that scene in Ted Lasso? (laughs) I haven't seen Ted Lasso. I don't don't know. You don't know what I'm talking about. No, no. Okay, so in Ted Lasso, it you know you know that uh, Jason Sudeikis plays us a, 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 a an English football coach, right? Okay, yeah. And there, there's a team, and there's a, a gay teammate, and there there's a player. He he's gay. I mean, there's no other no two ways about it. And uh, there's a guy doing a book on the team okay. who's also gay, and they see each other at a gay bar. Oh wow. And so then he decides to control the narrative. He comes out. Interesting. And his team has a very, very dramatic but normal reaction. And so I thought. Yeah, I guess so. So to answer your question, no, there wasn't. I I thought they'd have to consult you because there's not a lot of prep on this i wish you know they I mean? like I there's not a lot of source material this is not like doing the iron man movie and they could go to 50 years of comic books for this yeah so i got a couple of responses to that number one i wish they would have consulted me because that would have meant that i was making some money off this off of Ted right. Lasso. Right. number two but they didn't uh number two it's that's good writing you know whoever whatever writer for that show figured out how to write that that that's a that's a very oh, that show's brilliant clever. yeah that, that show's brilliant I, number I three recommend that show higher now yeah number three and the least interesting of, of the responses is mine wasn't wasn't really like that um i didn't really want to stand up and make an announcement like to my team i didn't want to draw attention to it i just kind of laced up my cleats with rainbow shoelaces during mm-hmm. pride month in 2021 and my big decision to come out wasn't i didn't consider it really coming out i considered it more like inviting in mm-hmm. this is who i am and you know when so the big decision was just when the guys on my team asked what are those shoelaces i said yep it's pride month i'm gay you know i'm proud of who i am and you know i'm want to show pride in the community and and they're like oh okay cool you know, and that it was a it was a much a way less dramatic, which which was totally preferable. You know, for, for me, 
uh, in, in a utopian world it should be you know yeah. it also should not be why i'm having you on this podcast you know what i mean like yeah. it should just be hey a baseball player has a song that's cool it's center like it should just be about that and i yeah i almost feel guilty saying all this but the reality of it is is your story is so original and unique that it it, it would be a disservice to the audience not to go into it yeah that's okay because i i know that you know, I, I've had, I've done a lot of these interviews and I've had different people sort of apologize for asking about it because ideally, yes, you're right. You shouldn't, somebody shouldn't have to talk about it. But I think back to me as a kid and not being able to see anybody like me doing what I love, playing ball, playing country music. Um, so there might be somebody out there somewhere who hears this and that helps them. You know, so that's that's like why that's exactly why we have our charity, you yeah. know, the show and and exactly why it's it's still important to address because it's nobody in this day and age. Everybody's got a cell phone. Nobody should ever feel alone wherever they are. They, they should be able to find other people like them. And up till this point, people haven't really been able to find other people who are out in baseball. I Googled gay baseball player when I was a kid and I couldn't find anybody actively playing you know found out about billy bean and found out about glenn burke who, who both came out after they retired from major league baseball but people should able, be able to see see people like themselves so so it's it's still really important uh when i was a kid uh google wasn't a word google was a word uh, <laughs> yeah google was not a word um right i'm stinking older than you and i hate it um <laughs> Let's let's leave baseball for one second. Um, okay. What was your reaction this past winter? Uh, we had an amazing podcast for the audience. Uh, Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks uh, was incredible about this subject. Um, mm -hmm. The NHL uh, had a massive controversy on their hands for something that was so simple. Um, all the teams had these pride nights. And you didn't have to be gay to wear the jersey. You just had these jerseys. And all it meant, the whole message that the NHL was trying to do was, everyone's welcome here. That's all it was. And it was a nice gesture. I thought the jerseys were cool as crap. They, they were awesome. Um, but a bunch of players came up with every excuse in the world not to do it. And it just, it became, it showed players ugliness. And what I wound up getting was more angry at the players that weren't. And I wasn't going to reward players for doing what the right thing, because I don't think that's the way you parent. You don't just say, you know, you, you don't go outwardly praising people just for doing what's right. You, you, you should do what's right. You saw this from a distance. You're a baseball player, not a hockey player. So it's not apples to apples. What was your reaction to that as a whole? And you yeah. saw all of it in front of you. It was disappointing, but not surprising to see that happen. Um, as a guy who spent my whole life in the male team sports environment, I can see how that type of group think pushes people like me down. And it's, it's ironic, to be honest, that you have something like, like that in hockey, Pride Night. I know that the NHL works on this thing called hockey is for everyone and, and yeah. the purpose of pride night is to show that 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 people like me can 
can not just play hockey, but be hockey fans and be welcome in that environment. And, and when the controversy like that stirs up, it really just sends a message that, that, yeah, that it's, we're so far from being in a, an environment where people like me are truly welcome. And the thing that disappoints me most is that oftentimes it's, it's the loudest voice who, who gets the attention. You know, if there's in baseball, there's a 40 man roster. It's on each major league team and, and hundreds of minor leaguers, you know, affiliated with each organization. Not as many as there was about five years ago. Yeah, right, right. Because they're they're a separate podcast and we've done, we've, we've covered that. That's a totally different subject. Yeah. The, the, the disappointing thing is like, okay, I really believe as a guy who's been out in baseball, like I haven't had a ton of issues uh, like person to person, like in, in the baseball environment on the field, people have just kind of let me be, which is really nice to be honest. That's all I've ever really wanted just to, just to be out and just keep my job. Like that's all I've truly all I've wanted, like to live my life, take the weight off my shoulders and, and play. And and I think that most of the guys are are super cool with that. You know, I'm living my life just like anybody else is living their lives. And and once they see that I'm the same guy going to batting practice, hanging out with them, going to the weight room, you know, going to Chipotle after the game to get some food, like it's just normal stuff that that um, that baseball players do sure. and going out to the bar and hanging out like, you know, um, they see this, it's not an issue. And, and, you know, unfortunately I think a lot of these issues come up when we don't have representation mm-hmm. in sports. Like you really need, maybe if those NHL guys knew that like there was an all-star player or one of the, you know, just uh, a team captain of, of one of the, best teams or whatever, who, whoever it is, you know, who's part of the LGBTQ community, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be bashing it so much, um, you know, because they're out there and, and we always have and always will be. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that it has to be such a controversy, you know, part of the whole message of our, our baseball charity, proud to be in baseball is that, is that this can be, it doesn't have, this can be non-controversial. It's actually possible. Having to prove that, I feel like every time we go to a major league ballpark, we have to prove that we're not going to cause a ruckus and be a giant controversial thing. We really just want to show LGBTQ people who who are baseball fans or or young baseball players that they can still be a part of, of baseball. Like yeah. that's truly it. And, and um, you know, I, I don't shy away from like I answered that question completely honestly like I'm not going to shy away from it it. yeah and duck it but but you know that's that's where we're at and and we have a ways to go in certain sports hockey and baseball and other sports too I actually think that any sports do whatever the sport is there's a percentage there's there are people I think the NFL is actually doing a really good job on this I think the NFL is like in the forefront like um there was a just a coach who came out, uh, Kevin, with the Jaguars, and mm-hmm. and I think that for whatever reason, like they're they're ahead of the game, and you know baseball is a slow moving sport, and I, I get that. I, I I'm a part of 
I, I live that every I day. I think lightning would have struck you if you said that 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, it'll just take some time, but, but it is happening. It's, it's just baby steps. Yeah. Uh, look, you're, you're, you're very well-spoken, you know, you're, you're very eloquent when it comes to this stuff because you're not preachy in any way. Um, you're not obtrusive. You're not saying anything about your beliefs and you're not forcing your beliefs on anybody. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I hope people realize that, uh, you know, what I have felt very strongly about when it comes to um, people's personal preferences, if, if it has no impact on the game, mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter. Um, I only want to ask this if you're comfortable. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't apply to you, uh, but it's adjacent to this subject. Yeah. Um, the subject of uh transgender. Mm -hmm. This to me is complicated because the there are certain physical characteristics that can give girls turning into boys or boys turning into girls a certain edge. And while a personal preference is just that, a personal preference. And anyone can live however they want. Sports is something, and I'm not trying to touch a political hot button. I'm not trying to go anywhere. That compromises the on-field play. That's not what your message is. And there, I, I, I don't like that sometimes it gets all convoluted together. Um, I just wanted to see if you had any thought, comment, you see the news as much as anybody. If you if you if you know as much about the NFL and the NHL, you see all this stuff about transports, and I just it's a very slippery slope because now you're talking about the on field stuff. None of what we've been talking about in the last twenty five minutes has been about the on field. Yeah, it's a you're right. It's a it's a very hot button issue, and very politically charged from both sides. And what I say, you know, when I'm asked about this is like, everybody needs to chill out a little bit. Hmm. Like, honestly, it's uh, as somebody who's active in the LGBTQ plus community, I've had a chance to, to meet a whole lot of trans people from different walks of life in sports and, and not in sports and people in who work for different universities and, and, People just who send me supportive messages mm -hmm. and like people in the trans community are at, at their core, just trying to, just like me, trying to live the best version of their life possible. And, you know, I don't think that somebody should be excluded from something that can be as, uh, something like sports that can be yeah. not just enjoyable to your life, but teach you life lessons. I think about all the lessons I've learned on the ball field over the years. You know, you don't want to exclude somebody just because of the color of their skin or, oh, or their sexual orientation or gender identity. Right. But when it comes down to it and, you know, you have to, Sports are divided in very binary categories, male, female, 
And that's how our society has grouped people. So when you get people who, who are, are, um, don't fall into either of those categories, it becomes complicated. And it's, and, you know, I think at, at most levels, um, like, especially the younger levels, you want kids to do sports so that they can make friends and, and feel part of their communities. And, and most athletes are not world championship Olympic athletes, right? That's not the reason right. why most people play sports. But you, then all of a sudden you get these world championship Olympic athletes and it becomes these hot button issue. So I don't I honestly, I'm not a scientist. I don't know the perfect answer. I'm not a policymaker by the NCAA or the Olympic Committee or anything. I don't know the perfect answer. I just, you know, I think it would be a shame to exclude people from doing something as beneficial to your life as playing sports. I don't know what the what the perfect I don't know the solution. Is. I understand yeah. that. I don't disagree. I don't know the answer. All yeah. I know is I, I it just it's it's complicated. It's really yeah. it's, I in this in that situation like I said, on field is different. I mean, you're right. Like the baseball clubhouse is a lot of shenanigans going on on the team bus and everything. We're a pack of wild animals. Like, you know, it's, it's my, my, one of my favorite movies, Bull Durham. Like, yeah. you know, that's, I love that quote. Um, Can't make it to the big leagues with fungus on your shower shoes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a unique environment. Right. Um, but it's, it's the environment that I've like grown up in and, and those are my guys and, and, you know, we go to battle for each other every night on the ball field and, and we got each other's backs and, you know, I, one of the coolest things like after coming out was just how the guys accepted me and embraced me. Like, is and, there, can you give us an example of a teammate that went out of their way to embrace. Was yeah. there a player who you were not necessarily super close with, but then when found out was so Im impressed with your story, just wanted to show his support. Yeah. Um, one of our relief pitchers, speaking of it's relief, always pitcher, with the relief pitcher. Yeah. That's <laughs> because they got a lot of time to kill in the bullpen. Um, you know, he came up to me and he told me about his cousin who was, um, who's in the, I think his cousin's gay. Um, I think in the LGBTQ community in, in some way, um, you know, he told me about his cousin, um, our catcher catcher actually was really supportive, just like you'd want a catcher to be, to have your back. He told me, he's like, man, if ever, anybody ever messes with you, we got your back. And that meant a lot. And he told me that right in the middle of the locker room in front of everybody to send a message to the rest of the guys on our crew and you know nobody ever did i mean nobody no to this day i mean on the ball field at least nobody's ever everybody's treated me with respect which is actually like a um a really beautiful thing for baseball you wouldn't necessarily think that in out of uh you know because like we talked about baseball players are a pack of wild animals but um <laughs> one of the best things like we made it all the way to our I play independent pro ball. So just a journeyman guy playing at the lower levels of pro baseball. And, and actually this year is my last, last year really playing and I'm moving over to music and I've been playing music for 
for many years alas the center field song you know and do my own version and and crossing over and everything and and um one of our our infielders we made it all the way to the championship game of our our league in 2021 right after i came out during the 2021 summer so um we're fighting for the championship and that night it was winner take all you know last game of the season and the guys were planning a big championship party if we won we had the champagne ready to pop like we were ready and he's he said hey ruby are you coming to the championship party if we win i'm like hell yeah man of course i'm coming to the championship party and he said well i just want to let you know if you're there your boyfriend better be there too and i mean that was you can't ask for anything better than that from a from an all-american you know macho dude jesus loving american guy like you know he like he was middle america he, like the, like the stereotypical ball player yeah like he was like man he you belong at the championship party and unfortunately we lost which was a bummer but it was the so oh, the let's clip never... that right at that part that story ends perfectly yeah when they do the <laughs> yeah. movie about your life let's clip cut it right there yeah well you know but it's the sentiment yeah. that that meant the most and and we didn't win that game but but I felt like we won, you know, we won life. Like it's, it's bigger than baseball. And, and maybe a guy like that had an opinion about people like me that because he hadn't met a lot of people like me before the season. And then somehow I changed that, you know, and now he knows an LGBTQ person who plays sports, who wants to help the team win, who's just just wants to be one of the guys like anybody else, you know. And and so we it felt like like I won. And maybe not making it to the big leagues, that's okay. It's about the journey, not the destination. A lot of people live leave baseball really sour. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of players who retire and and they're. You know, it's it's a real they, – they've put their whole life into trying to be a Major League Baseball player, all their their self-worth, right? And and for me, that's not the case. Mm. And, and baseball is something that has taught me so much about life and has been such a big part of my life and will continue to be in just in, in a different way with this charity, with, with us helping out younger kids and – and singing songs like center field and being able to go play post-game concerts in different stadiums. Like I'm still going to be around baseball, you know, just not going to be on the field playing. But um, so, you know, it's a, it's a journey though. And, and baseball, I think the real hero in this story is like, is my teammates um, for accepting me, for showing that baseball's ready for somebody like me to just be a part of the team. And, you know, that's the real hero is baseball. And people think of baseball as this slow moving, like, like you said, uh, outdated game that isn't, isn't compatible with people with the kids attention spans, watching three second videos on TikTok and not being able to sit down and watch a three hour baseball game. But, but baseball is evolving. And I think that's a good thing. 
And, you know, now we got the pitch clock. We got a couple of things to try to speed it up a little bit, which is, I think, is overall is good for the game. True. The game might not be watchable these days. It, 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 yes, it's the new rules are changing. The second base from ghost runner and extra innings is still stupid. But wh- whatever <laughs> it is, but the people and the teammates that embraced you yeah, solidify what Sarah Lang said, and that is baseball still is the best. Yeah, and I mean it is. I, I yeah, you don't have to tell me. Like I, I've lived that. It's the people that are the best, and my crew. You know, all my best friends are in baseball. It's the guys I grew up with, like, and and the song. I, I shouldn't even be talking about this, but but the song I'm releasing after Centerfield. You know, which you can look forward to in a little bit towards the end of the season references a lot of the guys i grew up with and our crew it's awesome you know and it's and it's a way of life really growing up around the ball field and 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 sometimes the game beats you down a little bit it's tough you go through slumps you you go through tough periods where where you know the coach is playing somebody else playing the hot new prospect or whatever and but you know you fight and you you dig in and get back in the box and figure out how to keep your job and how to contribute and teaches a whole lot of about life. And, you know, you can get knocked down and teaches you how to get back up. I've been knocked down so many times in baseball and have, have dealt with certain injuries. I mean, relatively speaking, I've been able to avoid any major injuries, but um, have dealt with different stuff and, and, you know, even even when you got to move across the country, right, and you go into a new spot, you got to figure out how people do things and and figure out how to how to get to the stadium and play ball. And and you know, it's, it challenges you over and over every day and teaches you so much. So, but really, baseball people are the best. Like you know, that's my crew and always will be. And and any ways that I can stay involved in the game, like I, I mentioned, the charity, but. But, you know, any anything, I'm a community advisor for the Nashville Stars here in Tennessee. It's a group of executives trying to bring a Major League Baseball team to Music City. And Rob Manfred, commissioner, has stated that he wants to expand from 30 to 32 teams. And I know Nashville is hopefully near the top of that list. Big city, big sports town. We got the Titans. We got the Preds. You know, we got several colleges and big time college baseball, Vanderbilt right here, you know, SEC powerhouse like this. The city can support it. And and we're we're not too close to any of the other teams We're four hours from Atlanta. You know, there's a whole lot of teams in the northeast corridor that are a lot closer together than four hours. You know, we can build our own fan base here and we're trying to trying to bring a team here. And, you know, maybe that's a way I can stay involved in baseball. Is, is getting drumming up excitement for that. And, you know, there's still a lot of opportunities. Baseball's baseball's going to be a life lifelong thing for me. Brian, you are an easy guy to root for, man. You are an easy guy to root for. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I usually don't do this anymore on the podcast, but I want people to be able to reach out to you. How can how, what social media should people find you on? How how what how can obviously uh, you have the music and 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 people can get 
through Spotify, but if they if they're inspired by you, um, how can they send that message to you? Yeah, social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube at Brian Ruby official, Brian with a Y, Ruby with a Y. And our charity is Proud to Be in Baseball at Proud to Be in Baseball, Proud to Be in Baseball.org. You know, so if you're interested in what the charity's doing, head on over there, check it out. And you can find the music anywhere you stream music, anywhere you can play it. Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Amazon. There's so many. SoundCloud, so many of them. But uh, so many ways to find it. Or you could just probably just Google it <laughs> like we were talking about. But uh, yeah, Centerfield coming out August 25th. And it's going to be a nice moment and a fun, positive song. And and uh just going to be a whole lot of fun to go out there and play shows and sing some John Fogarty for everybody. That's awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for doing this, man. Thank you for, for joining me and uh, being on this show and uh, come back. Let, let, let's just do this again. And yeah. I, I, I want to hear your stories. Like I just want to do this for more and more and more and more. Just come back on this show. Just promise me this is not a one. You're not a one hit wonder when it comes to sports with friends. Yeah. All right. Deal. Well, I got some, I got some good baseball stories for, I'm sure you got some good ones too. I have a feeling yours are better. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you, man. Thanks again. Thank you. Brian Ruby. You can go to Spotify. You can go to iTunes. You can get the song center field, check out his other music. And like I said, just have an open mind. That's all I was asking for, for this podcast. And if you're listening to the end of it, that means you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. Next week, we're going to talk basketball and a TV show. We're going to talk about season two of Winning Time, the story of the Los Angeles Lakers. In the past, we had Jeff Perlman. We're going to have the executive producer of that show, Idan Ravin. He's the executive producer of the show Winning Time. Of course, it's all based on Jeff Perlman's Showtime book. We'll see you next week. If you want me to stay, I'll be around today available for you to see I'm about to go and then you'll know for me to stay I got to be me you'll never be in doubt that's what it's all about you can't take me for granted and smile come on please I'm gone forget reaching me by phone because I promise I'll be you have